Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Wednesday. It's KHON to go. Now, Hawaii's most accurate weather with Kelly Simek. Aloha everyone, good morning and happy Aloha Wednesday. Now it's setting up to be a very windy day today. Our gusty easterly winds are actually picking up even more so today than what we saw yesterday. So a wind advisory is actually in effect now across the state. Now most areas are going to be looking at winds consistently up to about 30 miles an hour with gusts over 50. But some areas like further east, like Maui County, Big Island, we actually have winds consistently to 35 miles an hour. So if with winds this speed, we could potentially see some damage out there. Of course, we'll continue to track that. But as this high remains to the north, we're looking at windy conditions through tomorrow with winds starting to gradually ease off a bit more on Friday. So the tan that you're seeing, that's where the wind advisories are in place. So it is in effect for the majority of the state. And along with our trade winds, we're seeing plenty of trade showers, especially right now, just about to be targeting Oahu and then also for Maui County, which is where it's actually been the rainiest. Actually, for the last couple of mornings, we've been seeing that alternating between Oahu and uh, Maui County. Now, don't get me wrong, Kauai still seeing plenty of passing showers, and same goes for Big Island, but it does seem like the more widespread showers are coming through at the moment here for Oahu. So, as you can see, it's nothing heavy. We're still seeing the greens, not those yellows, oranges, or reds, indicating the heavier rainfall, but it is still widespread and still has been coming through fairly consistently. So that's what we're dealing with at the moment. So rainfall, although it will typically head towards the windward section, it's not just going to stay confined there due to the winds being on the stronger side. Now also because of that, it's elevated and choppy for our eastern shores, which are actually at a high surf advisory level. So high surf advisories in place for our east facing shores. We're looking at up to eight foot faces for the east. Our south shores and west both getting up to four foot faces, north shores four to six feet. So still large out there, but again, that high surf advisory is just for those east facing shores. And then boaters, we do have a small craft advisory and gale watch posted. Uh, so again it's a windy weather out there now for the next couple of days we're going to be seeing the windy weather again winds ease off a little bit more so Friday but even so they're still maintained fairly breezy into Saturday but a very different story Sunday as a cold front approaches the state we are actually looking at losing those winds so variable winds on Sunday and again for boaters we have a small craft advisory in effect and then a gale warning posted around Maui County Big Island New coronavirus cases in China continue to fall as inspectors go door to door at the epicenter of Wuhan. Today is the final day of a campaign by Chinese officials to root out anyone with symptoms whom authorities may have missed. Mainland China is reporting 1,749 new cases and 136 additional deaths. In Japan, the much-criticized 14-day quarantine of a cruise ship also ended earlier today with 79 new cases, bringing the total on the ship to 621. Medical experts have called that quarantine a failure. Just days ago, about 300 American citizens were removed from the ship and flown back to the U.S., but not everyone is back in the States. A Honolulu man who contracted the coronavirus while on the ship is recovering at a hospital. But since he tested positive, Dan Tyson says his wife must remain under quarantine on the ship and it's still not clear when she'll be released. Does it worry you at all because your wife is still on the ship and, and they're not letting her off? Absolutely. It's, it's like insane. I mean, she's, you know, she's been, I think she's been tested negative. They need to take her to some hospital or someplace where they could 
at least, you know, put her in a clean environment. Mrs. Tyson says she was given the choice of evacuating with the other Americans, but she didn't want to leave with her husband still in the hospital. Now, even after he's released, he says it's not clear when they'll be able to go home. They'll need to check with the U.S. Embassy first. Back here at home, no arrests yet as the arson investigation into Monday's house fire in Kapahulu continues. The home's owner, as well as neighbors, say there have been problems with squatters there for more than a year. The homeowner, who did not want to be on camera, says he confronted them Monday morning just hours before the fire started. Damage is estimated at more than $200,000. People caught with drugs could face less jail time if a bill becomes law. This new proposal would reduce being caught with two grams of drugs, such as meth, cocaine and heroin, from a felony to a misdemeanor. Senate Judiciary Chair Carl Rhodes says this bill would put people into treatment and out of prison, reducing prison overcrowding. But the city's acting prosecuting attorney says drug-related incidents are getting worse and that laxer laws are not the solution. You have less incentive to get treatment because it's only punishable up to one year. You have less probation officers to monitor them because of the um, caseload is going to increase. So, I mean, if they're not getting treatment now, why would they get treatment then? I understand you can make the argument that um, you may want to stop more if there's a higher probability that you're going to prison. But if you're really addicted, I think there's a lot of evidence that says that prison just doesn't, doesn't help you at all. Both Rhodes and Natamoto are in agreement that Hawaii's drug problem is growing. Health officials have issued the maximum fine to the Honolulu Tattoo Expo after what they're calling a complete disregard for public health rules. State officials say that expo was held last month and it will need to pay up to $120,000. They found eight artists without licenses on January 24th and another four the next day. The artists had to provide a picture ID, and if they were not on the state's master list of credentials, they were removed from the floor. The Department of Health Food Safety branch says the expo's owners blatantly disregarded the rule. They clearly understood that. We have numerous emails going back and forth, and we even set up registration procedures. So when my people are out randomly checking boots, they were actually finding people that were engaging in tattooing with no licenses. So that was frankly very shocking to us because the previous expos in the past, we've never had that kind of problem. Peter Oshiro also said tattoo artists also need to complete a bloodborne pathogen transmission prevention class. Artists who tattoo for religious or cultural practices do not need to have a license because the tools they use are hard to sterilize as long as no form of payment can be exchanged. State lawmakers are looking to crack down on a strange form of theft that can cause thousands of dollars of damage to your vehicle. We're told you in the past about the theft of catalytic converters. It's part of the exhaust system, usually on the underside of a car or truck. Thieves will use power tools to cut them right off your vehicle so they can sell them for scrap for about 100 to 150 bucks a piece. The cost to you, though, is far greater. Have these replaced in some of these cars? 
is you know anywhere from five hundred to in some cases thirty five four thousand dollars thirty five hundred four thousand dollars that's insane and so what do you and, and then how do you what do, how do you protect it you know Senator Mike Gabbard has introduced a bill that would require anyone trying to sell a catalytic converter to a scrapyard provide a receipt and a picture ID which must be copied and kept on record. Now, if a potential seller cannot provide these documents, the scrapyard would be required to call the police. We'll follow up and let you know what happens with the bill. One of Hawaii's favorite hot spots is closing this weekend. We're talking about the Mai Tai Bar. And the last day is Sunday. Oh, I have a feeling it's going to be packed yes. this weekend. Well, we know that Olive Garden filed for a permit to do work at Mai Tai Bar and Bubba Gump's at Ala Moana Center. Employees were told the lease for the restaurants will not be renewed. Mai Tai's has been a local favorite for the past 20 years. The staff wants to thank all of its loyal customers for their support. A great feeling when you hear people say, you know, I, I come here every week, every day on my vacation. I've met my husband here. And so we just want to thank everyone for their support year after year. The bands, the promoters, the sponsors that have made us who we are today. Details are still developing on what exactly will occupy the Mai Tai Bar space, but we'll keep you posted. For more info, swing by our website, KHON2.com. A Hawaii resident is coming back home from her Vegas vacation with some heavier pockets. According to Boyd Gaming officials, the woman hit a seven-card straight flush and bonus bet. Now, this is all while playing Pai Gao Poker. This happened on a Monday night at the Main Street Station. Oh, and get this, her pay, more than $420,000. The winner has requested to remain anonymous. <laughs> Hence the check across the face. Oh, one of these days, you guys. Keep saying it's going to be me, but big congratulations. Obviously, we love when we hear that it's a Hawaii resident that won big. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with K2N to go.